Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. With the last of the autumn leaves having just about fallen and much of the garden now going into dormancy, what can we do to add colour and interest to our winter gardens? Well, there's quite a lot. Mm -hmm. There are so many, really, so many achievable, low-maintenance things we can do to transform our sleeping gardens into a winter wonderland year after year. And Keith and I have come up with a few ideas to share with you now. So, Keith, one thing that strikes me in our winter garden right now is how beautiful the silver birch, the crepe myrtle trees... You know, those sort of trees are with their beautiful peeling bark and Mm. striking shapes. They transform into live sculptures, really, at this time of the year. And this is the time to appreciate the structure and shapes of our plants and of the garden as a whole, don't you think? That's dead right, because... um it gives you another another whole idea about just how great a garden can look, even when it doesn't have any foliage on the plants. That's right. And, the, and the, as you said, the barks on the on the birches are superb, and there's a whole range of different birches, so you don't have just have to have the white. Yeah. You know, there's different varieties that um, have brown peeling bark and yep. black bark. Yep. So there's just lots and lots you can do with that. Crepe moodles are an absolute ripper, I yes. think, because they've got that beautiful soft. Um, bark that you always want to go and just run your hand down it. Yeah, it, it is it so, so soft. Good. And yeah. that golden colour too is gorgeous. So it's yeah. really about scu- structure and sculptures Sculpture. and, and forms. Mm. That's what we've got to st- appreciate. Not think, okay, we haven't got many flowers. We've still got flowers, but mm. not as many. So we look at our gardens in a different sort of light or exactly. different, different way. Um, man-made structures also add interest to the winter garden, talking about structures. Mm-hmm. Things like rose arbours, brick walls or intricate paving all create focal points when the plants have died back a little. Attractive sculptures placed through the garden can also act as a frame for a view, you know, beyond. Exactly. Don't you think? Yep. Have I you agree got any, with that one. Have you got any man-made structures in your garden? Um, I've got some, some obelisks. Um, I've yep. got some metal ones and some timber ones with finials on the top, and I use those to you know to, to climb plants, mainly edible plants yep. up through those. Are they from um, FD Ryan by any chance? Some of them because they mm, do they make some of those. I think they FD do. FD Ryan do make do make uh, obelisks and, yep. and garden supports, which are you know just fantastic yep. because they you know they they just add that bit of interest to a, you know to a, a, a otherwise. Dank uh, garden in the middle of winter. That's this time of the year, absolutely. <laughs> but it's probably the, one of the things that, that that I like to sort of put a bit of effort into in, in, in a garden, particularly a winter garden, is your actual lawn. Oh, because yeah. a lot of lawns, if they've been cut too too low, they will go into a winter dormancy really, really quickly. Yes. Uh, and most of the, most of the lawns that you'll have around around the area now are either um, kikuyu lawns, yep. which are a temperate um, grass, or cooch. Yep. So maintaining those, and they're the plants that will go into dormancy really, really quickly, you know, at about the first sign of, of decent cold weather, they will just go into a shock and they yellow off. You're talking about the, the lawn? The lawn, sorry, yeah. Co- yep. so, so what you can do in actual fact is raise your mowers up high, give them a good feed uh, towards the end of spring, and that will push them, that, that beautiful green growth, all the way through the winter period. So we raise our mowers you, up high at the beginning of winter? High. Yep. And let it so let it be a little longer. Yep. And then and then at the end of winter, we're we're going to feed them. Well, no, we, or, we're going to feed them in summer. 
in order to encourage that green growth all the way through to winter. Okay, I thought right. you said, So you've okay. got to push it along and make sure that you know it's got lots of tucker there because it'll keep its it'll keep its green going. Because there's nothing worse than having a, a, a you know a winter lawn that's just yellow because mm. it just looks pretty ordinary. Okay, so the one thing we need to do is just just to repeat it again so that I can get it in my head is to just raise raise up the mower. Yep, keep it nice and high. Yeah, so we don't need to do any feeding or no. any any aerating, all that sort of stuff will start in spring. Yes. Okay, fantastic. All right, now there is a huge variety of plants talking about color mm-hmm. uh, that provide winter color and interest. Camellias, rhododendrons, hellebores, daphne, hardenberger, lavender are just a couple that I can think of that we've got mostly in mm-hmm. our garden. Making sure to enjoy the fragrance of many of these is important too. Don't you think? You oh, know, as you said before, the uh, rosemary is, um, is flowering right now, mm-hmm. a rosemary. So if yep. you just brush past it, you can get that beautiful fragrance of the rosemary. What other colours can you think of? Any other flowers um, you can think yeah, of that I'm not mentioning? Beautiful um, pinks and whites. So this this. For the trees, you can use flowering dogwoods, mm. which is the cornus, say something like cornus florida. Yep. That's a, a, a ripper one. Um, you've got the Formosan cherry that's got beautiful pink flowers. Mm. You've got magnolia varieties such as stellata. And then, then you've got natives, in actual fact, that are producing colour at this time of the year, and that's the wattles. So mm. a, a case here, pink nantha. Um, you, then you've got the Japanese maples that can carry their leaves late, so you're getting a long, late show of, of, of leaf colour. Yeah, and then when you like you said, when you get into shrubs, you've already mentioned the camellias. There's lucullia; they will also flower in the winter period. Uh, Pyrus japonica, that's um, that has beautiful displays. Daphne's salvias will mm. also be you know be flowering now. Something like like the lucantha, mm-hmm. uh, the Mexican sage. Yep. Then you've got the white velour. You've got a pink velvet. Um, and then you've got other varieties of salvias that will carry flowers right through through the winter period as well. Um, then you've got plants like the witch hazel, which are now starting just starting to flower now, and we're coming into the into the you know the end of um, you know the, the end of the first month of winter basically. Mm. You've got lavender, euphorbias, your ibra, iberus. Yes, that's right. And mahonias Good are all flowering cover. during that particular period. Yes. And then of course, if you want to go for tufted plants. Things that are flowering now are, are kangaroo paws, mm. um, clivias, galianthus, which is snowdrops. They're flowering. Beautiful. Dianellas, liriopes in the purple, pink and white forms are all flowering. So there's no need for your garden to look ordinary. Drab. No, no, no drabness so in this winter garden. It to make it look fantastic. And the quickest and easiest way to add colour to the winter garden is with annuals, such as pansies, primulas, yes. petunias, all of those things. Now, I like to plant them in terracotta pots and have them on show close to a window or near the front entrance mm-hmm. so that they can be admired and enjoyed from inside the house when it's hot, cold and you don't want to go outside. I've also just put some potted cyclamen on the front porch, which are looking fantastic right now as they go into flower. Yeah. So there's colour in everything. Absolutely. Really, so and many then, options. And if, you, if you stand back and have a look at your garden and you've got some bare patches, mm. think about a way that you can really colour that up but get a good return from it. What's that? Well, you could grow vegetables in there. Oh, yeah. So imagine growing five coloured silver beet in a bare patch in the, in the garden. Or, um, or using, say, something like a, a red drumhead cabbage, which looks absolutely amazing. Yep. You've got Tuscan kale, that beautiful dark, dark green colour you can put in. You've got Romanesco broccoli mm-hmm. with that beautiful yellowy, limey coloured head, which all these little yep. massive little spirals. Yep. Uh, purple cake cauliflower. 
and you've even you could even go for um, an, a lettuce that could give you a beautiful chartreuse colour, and that's the Australian yellow leaf lettuce. So you can put these plants in the garden, provide colour, interest, but also get a return on. Then cut them and put them into a lovely warm beautiful. soup. Or something, or casserole. Now, it's not all about the flowers either. The stems of plants can be very beautiful at this time of year. And yeah. they're all those beautiful um, ornamental grasses with their dried foliage, well, yes. which is gorgeous as well. Um, where I'm enjoying, at the moment, I'm enjoy- I haven't cut them. Normally I would be cutting them, but nope, I'm letting them go and enjoying the shapes, even though they're going a bit yellow, but that, that, that actually is attractive because the shapes and the forms and the colours are adding to the winter game. And highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Now, our wildlife still need to be provided for during the colder months. We can't just think that they're going to be fine because it's raining. Uh, They need food. They need shelter. Um, Lavender, grevillea, uh, hellebores, pansies and honeysuckle all provide pollen for those bees leaving their hives for a a moment to forage, (laughs) just for a moment. (laughs) Very short forage. And (laughs) we've got to remember to maintain a pebble-filled saucer of water as well and don't be too tidy, leaving some loose twigs, logs, bark, stones, whatever, lying around provides a great place for shelter for wildlife. And then you can also think about this time of the year, if your garden needs a little bit more care and attention, um, this is a great time of the year to be putting an irrigation system in if you haven't already got one or upgrading it or whatever else. There's plenty of work to do. This is a great time to be doing it because you can actually see where you're going and put your pipes in without uh, having to cut them or ruin them. He's being a bit rude there. So there's lots me. of things you've been doing in, in, in the winter garden. That's right. So with all of these things combined, the winter garden can still be a great place of enjoyment and charm for its owners. I mean, the one thing I was going to also say was you don't have to abandon the outdoor dining area either at this time of year. You can put some attractive winter-hardy furniture out around a fire pit or a chimney, mm. drink some mulled wine and admire all these beautiful things you've done in your winter garden, can't you? You certainly can. So uh, get out there. If you're not already, which you probably are, but get out there and do some of these things and make it, you know, really enjoy it. An enjoyable part of the season. And leading up to the lovely springtime. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.